Welcome to 40 Trillion DPI. I'm Helen Ip. And I'm Justin Carter. We're two designers and weirdos and friends, and every other week we get together to talk about design. On today's show, we're joined by designers extraordinaires, Rory King and Brendan Lovejoy. Rory is a multidisciplinary designer, art director, and writer based in New York City. He received his MFA from Cranbrook Academy of Art and has collaborated with artists, architects, curators, and musicians in addition to working with various agencies and companies such as 2x4, Sony Music Entertainment, Instrument, Look Studios, OnePlus, 321 Gallery, and Cranbrook Art Museum. He is currently a principal designer at Vox Media and a visiting assistant professor at Pratt Institute. Brendan is a monomaniacal hyper-collector of the weird slash gross, designer toys, oddities, pop culture, and most importantly, graphics. As a designer with a deep passion for YouTube fuckery and 90s sitcoms, you might find Brendan asleep on his lovingly recreated Roseanne Afghan, while the Will and Grace laugh track softly echoes around his pitch black room. You might also find him using the Illustrator pen tool under the watchful gaze of 25 not-quite-right Garfield statues. He's a Libra and blue cheese addict. Try him, bitch. <laughs> we talk with Rory and Brendan. We talk with Rory. All right. We talk with Rory and Brendan about all the types of nuts. Retina bleeding accessibility panics. Amateur aesthetics. And about why everyone should do anything besides talking about design. Clearly, we have a lot to cover. Let's get into it. All my news, all my news this week sucks. Okay, um, all right, all right. I'll, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I have like a, I have kind of like a, like a culture-y, like, haha article. Oh, that let's do that. Start us off. Yeah, let's do and that. Let's do I that. I have a more serious article Ooh, too. Ooh, okay. Not like, not like, but I just feel like it's a little too serious. For like know, a very okay. special, very special episode kind of thing. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like it's just, it's probably the most typographically related article I've found Ooh. in the history of being on this show with you, Justin. So this Ooh. is my article for today to kick us off. <clears throat> the next big trend in footwear is truck nuts for your Crocs. Uh. Um, so... <laughs> We, <laughs> some of I us feel here, like, sorry, I feel like the <laughs> sentence was written by an AI headline generator. Or me. <laughs> or you, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. No, I wish I was a journalist. Um, no, well, um, I don't know if, if Brandon and Rory, you're, you're familiar with Kendall's um, affection for truck nuts. But, Kendall, um, no. Yeah, our, our, our fellow friend Kendall, for a, a time, was obsessed with truck nuts and would send us photos of truck nuts um, in the wild. But... Anyways, um, truck nuts are a very distinctly, I think, and I could be wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like they're a distinctly American phenomenon that I was not aware of until my friend Kendall brought it up. Um, it's this idea of these, like, metal testicles hanging from... <laughs> oh, God. If anybody <laughs> listening doesn't know what truck nuts are, grow the <laughs> hell up. I'm sorry. Grow up. <laughs> Turn off the show and I, go figure this out. Yeah. I, I, when Kendall introduced them to me, I was like, wait, that's actually a thing. Like, I thought she was, like, shitting me. I was like, no. Like, that's a thing, but apparently it's a thing. Um, I love to imagine that, like, truck nuts is expanding to new markets. Like, book nuts or, like, you know, oh, nuts yeah. for different stuff. You know, uh, yeah, like, well, that, that's exactly things. what this article is about, is truck nuts for your Crocs, which, like, why not, you know? Um, also, if book but, nuts aren't a thing, edit that out because that's kind of... <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think that most people are familiar with those charms, the, the, the gibbets charms that you can, like, they, they fit into, like, the perforated holes on, the, like, the top sole. Or sorry, yeah, like the top of a croc shoe. But this idea of, of hanging testicles behind my ankle, I don't know. I'm... <laughs> um, well... I... <laughs> well, what's, I think... What's the origin of the truck nut thing like where did it like why did why yeah what's the provenance (laughs) like why did they start doing that is it just well trucks are like famously over like you know everyone's like a big truck overcompensating so that i'm sure i'm it's not a it's not a long walk to Let's throw nuts on the back too. But I mean, is that just it? It's It's just just, like a big dick. It's like trucks are just like like a giant metal dick with tiny balls. With tiny balls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, okay. So I just pulled up the Wikipedia page for truck nuts, um, which is actually quite amazing. There, there was an image on the top right of like an SUV with some truck nuts hanging off it. Which why are they? See, like the ones that are metal and like neon are like fun but these are straight up <laughs> realistic balls That's the, the original ones are realistic and they dangle and like move uh, you know what yeah. I mean? like okay, they have a wiggle to yeah. them uh yeah. that uh, yeah. is particularly like they would make them out of like a like silicone or something like they were rubbery and they would you know flap around <laughs> in the breeze when you were doing your fucking truck business or maybe <laughs> i would love to see i bet you truckers fully have like you know, like the girl arched back, you know, tits out on the mud flaps, like plus the oh, truck yeah. nuts. Oh, so I've never seen that. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a the whole truck girl? nut code, yeah. like hanky code, but like mm. different nuts mean different things for like when you pull into the truck stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. Right, maybe. like purple ones mean something, the chrome yeah. ones, like different things that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's important to signal in this age when you're going down like the highway. What, you know, when you pull off, what you want to get at the rest stop. Give a little signal, like, for. Yeah. I saw the nuts. Okay, pull can over. I just read this one paragraph, though, from the Wikipedia page? Because it's kind of amazing. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, so the Providence, already the Providence, apparently they originated in the 1980s. Um, and uh, the earliest known store-bought truck nuts appeared in the late 1990s, but remained limited in number. However, their popularity surged in the mid to late 2000s, and truck nuts became well-known throughout the United States, even featuring on national television shows, which I'm like, I don't know, I just feel like of all the human parts to pull and add to your car, like... Why did it have to be that? I don't know. I mean, again, it's like, you know, I guess we're just like primates, and we just always think, you know... Without our sex organs or whatever, but I, 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 what I do you want I, hanging off the <laughs> off the tail, Helen? I mean, I <laughs> what mean, would you I hang off your tail? Like, I don't know if I would hang anything off the tail, you know. But it'd be kind of funny if there was just like a perpetual, like I don't know, like a third, like an ear or like a I don't know, like a foot, just like chilling <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. But, but like, my, a, I mean, my question of is, is like, are the crock nuts the same kind of signaling device? It seems like that's what they're sort of like, you can let people know kind of like what you're up to with your different crock accessories. Well, that's, that's yeah, my I thing is nuts. like, I, I feel like yeah. crocs are cool now. And so, so to do this idea that you're co- like compensating for something, 
by putting <laughs> balls on the back of your cool Crocs just doesn't add up to me, at least. Oh, no, I think I think the truck is... A truck... Overcompensating with a truck is different than... I don't think anyone's trying to overcompensate with a bear Croc. <laughs> if anything, they're trying to, like, downplay something. But, um... <laughs> You know, not to put you on the heterosexual Rory, you do you have your Crocs on with the, the pig sweat? Oh yeah, I do. You wait, have can, to wait, see what Rory's Croc charms. His have you ever bought um do do you guys do poppers? I do not, no. Oh. I don't, but I have friends who do. So, so this is Pig Sweat is a brand of poppers. And what's that guy's name? Mob Shitty? Oh yeah. Mob, Mob Shitty, Shitty shout out. Uh, also New York New York base. He small, made support your small businesses. You know. He he made pig sweat, uh, popper, croc charms, and Rory oh. Rory liked the design. We got them. Well, I got them once, um, and you like the design on the bottom. And there's like a sexy pig. It's like a you know, leather daddy dick pig on the, yeah. as the mascot. Yeah. Or something, so. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. I also like the color of your Crocs, Rory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got these other <laughs> orange ones that they said they were as bright, but it was turned out to be, like, pale sherbet. And then these, like, highlighter ones came out, so I just bought another pair to replace the other <laughs> one. <laughs> it was that's like the, cool. the CMYK RGB, like yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I got I got the CMYK in the mail. Bringing it back to design. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, but I have a question. What is this? Yeah. I don't know the story of when Crocs got cool. I guess I feel out of touch. I understand them as cool now, but they were so bad, and then they became very hip and like. I don't know what was the what was like ground zero for that yeah. moment. Who did yeah. it? Who, who made it happen? I think. Oh, I, I have two. I have two um, uh, theories. Theories. Um, one is, uh, I think the first wave of Cool Crocs came when I don't know if you know the ex YouTuber uh, Christine Sedelko. Um, oh. She. Uh, she was the girl who wore the shirt that said "Don't mess with Texas" every day. Um, she hung out with like Elijah Daniel. They had like a falling out. She was like a YouTuber and sort of like a hot mess for a while. But she wore Crocs, and I saw like she was hugely mm. popular. And I think mm. that like that sort of scene started it. Yeah. But then I think yeah. Balenciaga. Ever since Balenciaga yes, did the the, the, platform, the platform Croc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I see, like, a bit of a, a connection to, like, the Visco Girls or whatever. Is that what they were called? The Visco Girls? You sure. know? Yeah. Or was it, was it, was that what it was called? I feel like I'm mislabeling yeah, it. that was a it. thing. Yeah. Oh, that was a thing, right? Yeah, because it was, like, these teenagers who were, like, kind of, like, upper middle class. And, like, they wore, like, the oversized t-shirts and the Hydra flats. Yeah. And I feel like Crocs were kind of part of that atmosphere also, maybe. But I definitely agree with you, Brendan, in terms of, like, the kind of, like, next sort of leveling up was definitely when the Balenciaga platform croc came out. And then it was like every high fashion brand wanted to have their own rubber shoe. Oh, and they're all terrible. I I wanted to read this Amazon review that was listed in the Vice article, and then we can move on because we've talked about truck nuts (laughs) at length. But um, uh, the, okay, it says, this Amazon reviewer captures the spirit of the spoiler when they write, with these on, people know you go balls out. Another bling for your Crocs that will make mouths drop. Smooth finish won't slow you down when throwing out the vibe. The aerodynamics are insane. <laughs> like, what? Wow. I don't know what any of that means, but 
But I'm see, I'm seeing in this article that like there's spurs and these little flames like oh, I yeah. feel like it's trying to turn the croc a little bit into like a cowboy boot or something as far as like the spurs go or the biohazard biohazard <laughs> spurs those are fun they're also those spinners are kind of tight well. actually I will wear those <laughs> Lil Aaron shout out Lil Aaron but I think you know all of these it's like I can't take except for those like gold ones that are like obviously metallic yeah. you know you can see that they're 3D printed from like 100 feet away, you know? <laughs> like these pictures, it's like, those are going to snap in a second. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're clumsy like me. Um, but anyway. It was a rough week for design news, I'll tell you what. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So mad. I, yeah. I mean, we're still in the whole Adobe Figma fallout, so it's it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like the news is a little shell-shocked from all of that, mm. you know? What's that? Um, <laughs> you can't mm. hear it. <laughs> I don't, I could give a fuck, but what is it? <laughs> Wait, what is it? Yeah, like, Wait, you don't know? No. That's okay if you don't know. No, that's good that you don't know. It's good. It's good. Uh, Why would well, I well, know? Well, Adobe bought Figma for an absurd amount of money. And um, yeah, there's, there's the, design Twitter, as you know, it's just all hot takes. So, yeah, everybody <sighs> was getting into it on, on Twitter. But um, I I don't know. I'm I'm just like, this seems to be the natural progression of things in the world. So... You know, one big giant will just swallow up another tiny giant, and then the giants get bigger and have more money, and then we all become one big giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Can I say something controversial anyway. yet brave? <laughs> oh, yes. Please. I know that we're supposed to be here passionately talking about design, mm-hmm. but anybody that tweets about graphic design... <laughs> should be humiliated (laughs) humiliated dear god go outside go out and just choose happiness really choose happiness honestly choose 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 honestly (laughs) pro-life re uh not tweeting (laughs) (laughs) yes i love it okay well i have another i have another piece that actually relates to that very closely so i will i'll tell you all about it right now let's get into Um, it Let's get into it. Let me give you this article here. Um, I This I heard about on Twitter, on uh, graphic design. So I just sent you guys the article. Um, it's about a website called The Verge. Um, does everybody know what The Verge is? Oh my God, I, I, Rory does. I, I work for this company. <laughs> I don't work for The Verge, but I work for Vox. You work for Vox. Amazing. Well, we'll just beep all this out. Yeah. Bow, 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 yeah. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to heat up. <laughs> well, wait. So do you know anything about the Verge redesign? Uh, yeah. I've, I've... <laughs> You're like, it was my work. I did it. I like... mean, this, again, I don't work for this team, um, but yeah. I have done some work. Yeah. Uh, tangential sort of 
things. Well, anyways, I'll well whatever you feel comfortable talking about, and yeah, we 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 can also just cut this whole thing out. But um, the thing that I was so that was that happened last week or whenever, right? It dropped this new redesign for it. I heard a little bit about it. People were talking about it as they do because we're just dying for any kind of fucking news or whatever. Um, <laughs> But so it like it redesigned this thing as like a big news feed, right? It was like removing the idea of like looking like a newspaper or like a bunch of different things. And it's like just a single feed for your thing. That's kind of the big thing about it, right? Um, and so people were writing about it. People were talking about it. I think it looks fine. There's some new fonts. It's very like well, some purple and some bright green, some, some nice colors. Um, anyways, the whole world of stupid even in the article that i read about it from neiman labs this like media media analysis company was yeah. citing these people who were like oh the site looks kind of cool but it's a nightmare for accessibility like people just kept saying that they cited this like six or seven times in the um analysis of it but no one that they cited had any accessibility like background does that make sense it's just people oh, tweeting weird. on fucking twitter people just saying shit Ugh. and i was like what are you like is it really God. like does it really have a tech does it really have an accessibility issue right so i mm. ran it through a bunch of accessibility things on you know the bunch of tools that you can get yeah. online you just can run you you just drop a url in right it didn't do mm. like amazingly but it also did fine and the reason that it ever like got any accessibility points knocked off on it was just like yeah. all these weird little things where the tool wouldn't really understand what it was looking at if that makes sense so like the robot would be like oh this text overlays with this text so it yeah. has like a visual thing that the, the the tool would not understand but as far yeah. as i could tell um it was just people saying shit just saying shit and then getting cited like in a news article <sighs> But nobody, mm. you know what I mean? Like it was just like, mm. oh, some some fucking person decided today to tweet, and therefore they are a source, and they have something to do with graphic design, and something to do with this website. Um, this person named Mark Zemer, this was cited in one of the articles. He says, it, he tweets at 6:54 a.m. on September 13th. <laughs> He's up early getting his tweets out. Yeah. Um, it is doing. <laughs> He's like <laughs> sipping his coffee and he's like, it's doing some interesting things, but it's a chaotic accessibility mess. Half the top nav space is unusable and the comments in purple is going to bleed retinas. Over designing a site <sighs> people want to read for an extended period is not great. <laughs> Dude. But then you, you look at his like bio or whatever. He doesn't do anything related to this work. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I love to look at these people who make comments, and you look at their portfolios, and it's like, are you really? Sh do you really want to be saying some words, dude? Really? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, Rich. Oh my God. And the best. Why? Why do we have to be so incorrigible? Like, why do designers have to be like? Why do we have to be like this? Why can't we just choose happiness? And not to put you on blast even further people who are like talking about this the amount of like phenomenal things that i ingest on a daily basis the day that i would like start like i get like graphic design whatever the fuck the day i start critically like 
thinking about a fucking web design on my own time just like because holy again holy hell there is so like there are so many cool things are happening the fact that anyone okay i haven't seen all of it it looks fine it looks fine but to use the word interesting so fast and loose for like that website it's like are you really that interested by what's happening on this website Second of all, okay, I don't know if I might ask you to cut this well, out or not. Well, but. well, I well, just to go off of that, I just feel like those people, like, they don't, they've never actually like experienced the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I I doubt they've ever even like went to Pornhub. You know what I mean? Like, The Verge is probably like their most risque thing they've ever like <laughs> website they've ever gone to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like opening Literally. up, like opening up a private browser window and like hitting yeah, up to, the verge. to go to like, log onto the verge, <laughs> private browser. Also, I should have I should have started with this way sooner, but I realized I didn't even earlier this week. Um, someone at a company I may or may not work for that is that has a ridiculously high position at the company is like so into like design and like the creative department and sent this to us as like inspo and i was just sort of like mind blown i was like this like i don't know it's like you you chose this like career path that's making you so much money and like Uh, like uh has nothing to do with design and honestly good for you (laughs) And you're like, and but way even more invested in like talking about the Verge redesign than like I ever, you know. What I mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my god, that Brendan, that actually reminds me of like I I'm having flashbacks now, like traumatic flashbacks to uh, <laughs> that when I I was working this one job and in the one of the Slack channels where you know it was like the whole company or something was in it. Like, somebody in a, you know, high-up position, you know, whatever, high-up position, um, they, like, they were, like, so the other day, like, you know, I was, like, on the internet, and I came across this um, amazing campaign work by um, this company, like, and I just, you know, thought I'd share it with everyone as, like, you know, a source of inspiration, and it was, like, (laughs) I was, sorry, it was, like, it was like, I think it was like either Rubbermaid or Simple Human, like trash can. <laughs> like, it was just like, like a two and a half minute video about a trash can. And I was just like, wait, what is happening right now? Like, this is so stupid. No. Oh, so stupid. I'm never going to get paid like that much money because I just... You know, I have too many brain cells, too many active brain cells. Like, I just can't would get you, on that level. Would you say the video was, like, doing some interesting things? No! It was, like, it was like a, a, a rotated, like, it was, like, a panning around a trash can, and then there was, like, a, a push-in, of the, and then the, the lid was opening up slowly, and I was, like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to take from this at all. Like, I do not understand what is inspiring yeah. about it. <laughs> mm. To claw our ways anyway. up to see, uh, we would literally need like an at-home lobotomy. I gotta say, <laughs> like, we, got, we gotta start doing some like whippets just like uh, all day throughout the day. 
we need to cut off the oxygen to yeah cool so cool, can... cool slack share what what did you respond what were your slack emojis in response to that i didn't write anything i think like there were maybe three emojis underneath out of the entire company which is like yeah. and you know we, we, there were hundreds at this company, yeah. so it was, like, just a big question mark for everybody. Well, anyways, well, that's the that's what's been blowing up on design Twitter the last few days. <laughs> Verge redesign. And mm. the amateur people who like to use words like bleed retinas and accessibility to talk about something I think they just do, they just want to say some shit I don't know I don't yeah. really get it like they just want to like hear themselves talk but then people cite them like people are linking to these comments like as if it's a real issue do you know what I mean like and it's like no it's not like it's I don't not. know it's just so my issue with with these types of designers is they think they think audiences are just like dumb, right? And they think people with disabilities can't have cool looking things, right? Like mm. as mm -hmm. I, I believe in accessibility and all that. Absolutely. But when you treat it like it has to be the dumbest thing on the earth and you, mm -hmm. because you think your audience is super dumb, that to me, like you are not this like justice warrior designer. You're you're mm -hmm. just as toxic as a hundred percent. And as I, like I said, I mean, at least as far as I could tell in the article that I read from Neiman Labs, which is like a media analysis organization, no one who they cited, they cited, like they linked to three or four people who had accessibility questions. It did not seem that any of those people had any specialty in accessibility. It seemed like they worked to some extent in a design related thing, but nobody mm. was a researcher. Nobody was an accessibility like even like work for a company that deals with accessibility, you know? So if, yeah, I, if somebody's calling that out and they come from that background, fuck yes, I love that. And I love that idea of like people designing with accessibility in mind, but I 100% agree with you. I think it's like, it's more offensive for people to be like, well, like, w like to look down so much on the users and the potential users that they see, yeah. particularly people who, have accessibility needs. We all have accessibility needs. Different, you know, I'm wearing glasses. Like, I have, you know, all these different things. Like, and the ways that, like, I don't know, but people use these, like, terms, like, because I think they just don't, I don't know. They, they, they want to seem like, they, they, they're going for that engagement, right? They're going for something where it's like, oh, if you talk about accessibility, then it's like outrage, you know, like we could get outraged by it. But like, maybe you just didn't have anything creative to say about this. But like, I think it's also <laughs> like they, they want to seem like they're smarter than they actually are. Or they're that they're smarter than everyone else, right? That they're like, oh, yeah. look at me. I'm starting this conversation on accessibility. But like, no, like you're, you're a... You're a fucking idiot, and you're just you're just you're just making you're just making other people's lives miserable by this like holier than thou attitude. Like, you know, like yeah, but I the, doubt yeah. you've done any work to actually engage with people with disabilities. You know what I mean to like actually design and like have research on that. I, I just yeah, it, to me it's come up a lot in like places I've worked where it's like you just these people that make these decisions are again like people with disabilities are not dumb you know what i mean and they can appreciate very cool and weird looking things you know mm -hmm. they doesn't have to be mm -hmm. this black and white helvetica straight across end of story thing you know 100 percent. and there's also a lot of stuff happening with accessibility in the site i mean that again like 
that just by looking at it, you're not even engaging with, you dummy. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, there's so many things. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many things, especially now with tech, that are just like behind. It's not a visual. There's the accessibility part is not a visual thing. You know what I mean? It's something behind the scenes. So it's like, don't. Not everything is this visual. You know, not everything is kerning and typography and bleeding retina yeah. color you know <laughs> but yeah i think there's something to it, the idea of like framing every like criticism as a moral outrage it's like you you're taking mm. the side it's like i don't like this purple color well it's accessibility nightmare and someone is suffering it's like a issue of justice that i am like bringing to the table you know like but the reality of it again i think who knows i mean it just it just seems like but it, rather than having like a a, a a conversation on the terms of like, is it is it working? Is it interesting? What's happening in this work? It's like you bring it up as a moral issue, so other people get excited. Do you I know was what just I mean? gonna say it's like it's like one hundred percent. They have I'm those people have nothing to contribute while the work's being made or like creatively or like from the jump. But then, like, mm -hmm. I'm just imagining this person, like, maybe who was working there, like, worked on it, you know? It's like, they never have any, that person never has anything, like, shit to say while anything's created. But as soon as someone, like, makes something dope, that's their, like, bullshit. Shut up. Mm. But also, what they have to say <laughs> is, it's not even design 101. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm. absolutely naive kind of criticism that, like, just doesn't help anybody at all yeah 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 and i think it's what stands in for a lot of like people's experience of design criticism are these little things and like a lot of people will just take away take that away from it never question it know nothing about it and be like oh sideways test text purple an accessibility nightmare you know like and they'll just leave with that do you know what i mean like i never yeah. look into it anymore like yeah. it's like oh it's so sad but i don't want to engage with them i just i just like to watch you know like that's the <laughs> that's the that's the crock nut that i'm putting on the like i would just want to watch this shit go down <laughs> have anything but i'd love to talk about my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it um the new yeah, jeffrey Dahmer show is lit oh oh my god is that on netflix it is it's really really good oh um okay. <laughs> and in other gay news <laughs> I, to shout out another podcast, you know what I'm obsessed with recently, which like, I just feel like I got to spread the word. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the very D-list Bravo celebrity, uh, Jeff Lewis of the show Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. He's like an wait. obsessive compulsive, like house flipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Where does it sound from? Kind of like, you know, kind of nutty, not the nicest person you know yeah he i i, I always remember him because of his like he's got like pillowy lips right like huge yes. lips yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay he has a po I know he has a podcast <laughs> on serious xm and oh. i mean that's like while y'all are you know swimming around on design twitter <laughs> i'm listening to <laughs> jeff lewis live with like guests like carney wilson and like uh <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Patty Stanger and um yeah, I mean that's that's my current inspiration. Okay, I okay, so I feel like Brennan, you draw inspiration from a lot of wild places. Mm. And I've always wanted to ask you like how you fuse all of that into just like the stuff you do cuz I I I I feel like your the work that you make is so insanely unique like I, I you know when I try to describe it to people I'm like I, I really can't so I feel like it it's like all a lot of different things kind of roll into one but like yeah like That's how so did your brain work Brendan That's so kind <laughs> Well I uh, like um I don't know. I feel like when we when I was in grad school and I was like given given like theory my best, you know, my best whack. Uh Yeah. You know, like the whole like, you know, queer theory like reading about queer theory or like whatever came up and uh-huh. everything that I like read after you like, you know, deciphered all the weirdo language, I was just like, "Oh, I live that life. Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? It's like, I am that. Like, you're like, I am that? So I sort of like, our friend Sam described like the way I think about creating work as like my black box. Like I often say I have like a, like a relentless photographic memory of like anything I've ever seen on a screen or like listened to. And I just like, it, I, it sort of like comes out in weird ways. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Basically, like I remember everything. I, I like television, pop culture, like a very spe- very specific corners of pop culture. That's the thing. Oh yeah. So like you know like D list Bravo celebrities and like I'm you know and I uh, I'm obsessed with like carnivals and carnies and then like I chase all these like old you know New York City club kids around and it's like all of that I guess comes together into like what but yeah it's just like I to me when people like don't get it that's where I'm like grow up like go out like (laughs) like you need to like get out and start like watching something or like doing stuff because it makes perfect sense to me like when I'm describing this (laughs) stuff and people are like what like you act like that should be that's like everyone should understand what you're talking about but yeah. that's oftentimes not the case which you know sucks <laughs> i don't know <laughs> sucks for them but like even when i i also grew up like not around like i was like the first baby of the family and stuff mm-hmm. and my parents were just like oh he'll just like watch what we watch you know what like he'll just like watch the real world or like what it from like you know too young and i was and i basically i don't know i was doing a talk of my work my friend sally was like how the hell old are you because you're talking (laughs) about stuff that i know and you're like nowhere near my age so it's like a weird it's a weird thing with like (laughs) yeah Mm. but but uh, so okay kind of that was bad that was bad but kind of going off of that though i um (laughs) which is kind of this class I'm teaching right now, which is about like dissecting your inspirations. And so I have like the students collecting graphic design, but I also have them doing or collecting anything that's not design related. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could Mm -hmm. be text. It could be movies, audio, you know, whatever flowers Mm -hmm. in your garden, doesn't matter. So, Mm -hmm. but 
I have them doing that because, again, it's like, sure, you're sharing these crazy stories and cultural things with people, and they're mm-hmm. like, I don't get it, I don't get it. But it's the same thing that, like, any, I think, good designer does is like, okay, you see something you like, right? But you dissect it, right? If it's a poster, you're like, oh, I like how the type's really big here, and then it's yeah. juxtaposed with small type. Okay. You, yeah. You're logging that in your brain to then take that to the next time you make a poster, you're going to be like, you know what? I saw this. It looks cool. I'm going to do it. It's the same thing with pop culture, though, but you just have to, like, translate it back to graphic design, right? So if you're watching... Uh, I don't even know what a good show would be, but like just like the Fast and the Furious or something, and you you recognize that you like the you know speed effects when they're driving their cars really fast. Okay, well now take that speed effect and apply it to your next piece of design. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's all it is. But like people just think because it's not like classified as graphic design or classified as whatever. That therefore yeah. you can't take something from it, that it's a totally separate like, yeah. entity, and it's, that's just like yeah. not true at all. I just thought of a way to word it, which I have before, but like it's when people, like, I like it's a big compliment for me when like somebody looks at my work and they're like, I, I, I feel like I know what that is, but I obviously have never seen that before. Like, I know what it is, but I don't. It's that sort mm-hmm. of like, it's like triggering that those things that like I'm sure people people know what I'm like into or pulling from generally, but not exact, like exactly. And it's when like people are making like shallow references or like shit. That's just like, you know, like super on trend or whatever. That's when it's like, it's just, yeah, it's just like a matter of like deeper visual reference that I think people like can respond to. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretentious and like i'm bragging but (laughs) (laughs) tea oh my god but i mean to to kind of what you were talking about rory about you know how you're trying to get the students into this practice of like dissecting their inspiration and also like consciously kind of collecting it too like i think it's so i don't know if it's just because that's what we have to do every fucking day as designers but like when uh I don't know, when I'm teaching, like, incoming, like, new students, right? Like, um, in the MFA CCA design program, it's, you know, the first year incoming students are called year zeros. And, like, when the year zeros come in, it's 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 almost like they don't, they're not even, con- it's, it's like they don't have a conscious comprehension or understanding of, like, what it is that kind of inspires them or drives them or motivates them, you know, like, at all. Like, even just outside of design, like, they, they're like, wait, what? But, you know, they'll be wearing, like, Balenciaga, Prada, you know, <laughs> like, all this stuff. But they, like, have no, they, they don't, that kind of connection making doesn't seem to be, like, an active part of their brain. And I'm not saying that in a dismissive way. It's just, like, this, It to me, I find it really interesting that it's, like, you have to kind of show them that, that it is part of, you know, being a designer or, like, being somebody creative, period, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, I just saw the that clip from the devil wears prada where she talks about the blue sweater okay i see you think this has nothing to do with you you go to your closet and you select i don't know that lumpy blue sweater for instance because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back i just saw that resurfaced i feel like that's exactly it like it's people just think they're wearing 
a Prada blue sweater, but like really, you know what I mean? That comes from like a whole history of something. Yeah. That, yeah, is that is multiple references, multiple inspirations has gone through so many different designers to like end up as this like thing. Oh, it's the person who's wearing like the H and M sweater who thinks that they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, but even I mean, Helen said like you know what I mean they're walking in with like Gucci and something like. And those people still aren't recognizing it. Like, it doesn't matter what the brand is. That thing still has, like, a history. And it's being referenced from things that aren't necessarily a part of the discipline that they're being made in, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I I do that in every class, though. Regardless of what I'm Mm -hmm. teaching is, like, you have to make an arena and you have to collect all this stuff. I I also, like, force them to, like, label their categories in weird ways. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. do not make a category that's just called typography like what about the typography you know like Mm, mm -hmm. you have to throw in three adjectives to to label that category you know what i mean like get it out of get it out of this black and white sort of binary kind of thing right yeah i had a i had a student in my class last week who uh, the, the class that i teach in the fall is typography one it's basically like kind of like crash course in type but also like a crash course in like the adobe suite too because a lot of the students you know don't necessarily come from a design background and i felt so bad because with the first project we had to start with like humanist serif typefaces and and, um, they're at the stage where they have to pick like four different typefaces you know and then decide which one they want to go with right (laughs) and this poor student was like so I was like yeah so like which one of these speaks to you and they were like to be honest like they all look the same to me (laughs) work and I was like hot take I'm in this position right where I like I have to kind of push them to be like well but like look at the way the feet are on the Sarah's and blah 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 and it I don't know if y'all feel this way but sometimes I feel like I'm at odds with like myself when I'm teaching this stuff too you know because it's like yes there are rules but you know do I agree with the rule you know what I mean I uh, I get very like yeah but I mean it like I don't know I I don't know any of those I don't know design history I don't like I, as far I David Carson is as, as far back as I go as far as design history and like all like humanist serif or whatever, whatever you just said Hel- I don't know what that is I really don't I know <laughs> yeah. serif and sans serif and monospace that's it and <laughs> so like when a student says something like that to me like that's I, I think goes into like what Brendan and I are talking about where it's like I'm like okay sure you don't you don't see why this is a bad font and it's like how does it make you feel, right? Like, sure, you can break it down into, like, the anatomy of, like, okay, it has these little feet on the serifs. Like, how does that, does that make you feel, like, smart? Or does it make you feel stiff and stuffy? You know what I mean? Like, just put it in these, like, vibe terms. And all of a sudden, I feel like people just kind of, like, get it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. design. But Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I think it comes back down to, like, what Brendan was talking about, about, like, the sort of, like, uh the sponge or like the way of taking in all this culture and all these things that we have all these memories all these references or whatever and we're all kind of like 
processing those things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in our work mm -hmm. and in the work that we're doing. And I think students do the same thing. Like if they're like, I don't get why this font is good or bad. And it's like, well, let's find it. Where do you find it? Can you find this fucker somewhere? And where you find it, what is it doing? Do you know what I mean? What are the references? What are the memories you have? If you see this font and all mm. these tech logos, or you see these font in like these books or whatever, like just mm -hmm. make a list of the five places you can find it. And what are they doing? Those yeah. references are all in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and people ha are bringing that to the work when they see it. And also that's like, okay, cause you can like take that reference and fuck with it, you know? And you could like yeah. find all these ways yeah. to like, you know, I don't know, play with those things. Like if you understand and, and have the ability to kind of like, uh, I don't know, to do the sponge or whatever with yeah. it, I think in some ways, yeah. Well, that's what I always say is like, everyday people are culture makers. Like designers are not special. Right. We mm -hmm. designers are not the people making culture. It's everyday people that determine what is popular culture, what is mm -hmm. low vernacular culture, all that kind of stuff. Designers are just simply people with the awareness to like organize it. That's about it. And not and just because you call yourself a designer doesn't mean you're actually good at organizing it. Mm. Right. Like That's I do. I do true. believe I do believe in mm. taste for sure. So. <laughs> And I believe in bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something, I mean, that's something I started doing with my students. I've only taught a little. This is my second semester. It was something I started doing this semester where we're, um, we're doing counterfeit designs where we, like, grab things from the world and we try to make copies of them. Do you know what I mean? We're like, how does this function? What is this made out of? They're all, like, you know, first year, second year students or whatever. Um, but it's like we do a lot of, like, looking at each other's work and trying to understand, like, what is the type? What are all these things? Let's make it by trying to copy it exactly do you know what i mean and try to understand like what it's what each of these like cultural artifacts is like built out of if that makes sense and we use that as like points of conversation which is really fun i don't know i always yeah. find like i learned a lot or as because i'm self-taught i never went to school so i learned a lot just by finding things and trying being like i like that effect from the fast and the furious or i like that poster that looked really cool like i'm gonna try to make my thing look like that and of course, A, like, of course, not wanting to copy it exactly, but also all the ways that I failed kind of, like, make the work my own, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, all the ways that, like, I fail and then like the way that I fail or whatever, like, that's the way where I'm like, oh, I want this to be brighter or I want this to be bigger or I want this to be this way or whatever, like, I think become the texture of the work or become the, I don't know, the thing that I'm making or something like that, but mm. I find counterfeiting is a is a fun way to talk about that stuff i love that and i think that like the that sort of um i think about somebody who's making some sort of like minimal work with that's like there's like you know i don't know just like a font or whatever bullshit and it's like <laughs> what like this like humanist uh, again i don't know what that means either like the humanist serif thing it's like if oh man you think that like imagine I don't know. It's sort of like, if you're going to, if you think you're going to make me feel, and I have like pretty good attention to detail, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, if you think, if you think you're going to make me like feel some sort of crazy different way with like one Sarah versus another with, you know, minimal like difference, I'm sorry. Okay. First move on. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that that kid, whoever in your class is like, Oh, like they all look the same to me. Honestly, they're they're gonna be great. They're gonna they're just fine because they're already like thinking 
above and beyond. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, it's a serif. Let's yeah. like move on to like something that's gonna like blow this even more like out of the water. You know what I mean? Like, what's yeah, next? Yeah. Which is like yeah. cool. And I think that like going back to your sort of um, the counterfeiting and like maybe you know to me like it goes back to those like the references like everybody's brain you know is like you know everybody who's like not a fucking designer which like those are that like i'm sorry like i don't know i don't know many like <laughs> this that sounds horrible i don't know hold on so everybody <laughs> everybody's brain is like super sort of like mushy you know with like all of these references and like uh-huh. it's sort of like any you know, most people that are looking at your work are just like, if it's kind of there, it's there. We're talking about things that like designers notice. Yeah. And that oh, grosses yeah. me out. Know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, that, that's, is that really where we're going to stop is like designing for each that, other. Gross. Th- that's what I yeah, mean by yeah. like, you got to put the power back into like your audience. Like, Again, they are the ones making culture. They are the ones, in fact, telling you as a designer what they actually respond to, right? You as the designer are not, you're not the one making these fucking rules. It's everyone else telling you what's cool and what they're attracted to and so forth. Right. So it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am totally on board with y'all. Like, I, I feel, and I'm fine with going on the record with this. I do feel at odds with, (laughs) I do feel at odds with the... I would say the history of the syllabus of this class that I teach. Um, and I do try to remedy it or try to confront it um, in a way where, you know, I present the, the projects. They have to go in the certain sequential order. They're supposed to guide the students through a history, if you will, of type as simultaneously while they're learning how to use the software, simultaneously while they're learning how to create hierarchy, which it's a it's a lot to ask of a three hour a week class, I will be honest. Um, but the thing, you know, some of the things I always try to push with them is like, um, you know, from the very like get go, I'm like, you know, inspiration doesn't have to look like graphic design, kind of like what you're saying, Rory. And like, uh, you know, you don't have to center English as the language you design in. Like, I also disagree with that. And I also tell them, like, I assign the brief and I give you the project and I'm but I'm really what I'm more here for is to support whatever vision it is that you want to like you want to do, you know, so like when students um, decide to push against like the the kind of grid that's required for the project when they decide to push against like even the typographic conventions that are being requested in the project like I'm like as long as like you find a way to justify it to me like and it's working like let's go with that you know like we don't have to like you know follow the project to a t you know um yeah if if i could redo the class all over i would teach it in a totally different way because i think it's I don't know. I, I think it's it's challenging because, like, you know, imagine if you didn't know anything about design. You have this, like, tiny Asian girl at the front of the class, like, standing like the Da Vinci human, like, being like, so human and serifs are like this, you know, the, the proportions of a person. and Because that's literally what I do, like, the first fucking class. And everyone just looks at me doing, like, jumping jacks, you know, <laughs> like, 30 minutes. And I'm just like, this is kind of weird. You know, and and to come at it with no context, right? Of like, why are we doing this? You know, um, 
Anyway, that's just me rambling, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, we're talking about some sort of shared like values around things that we like in design or some of these things. Like, and I think also y'all were talking a lot about like the people, like the people who don't know about design, who are the sort of greater judges of that. And sort of, I guess, taking it back a little bit to why this verge sort of commentary is so annoying like a little bit of like someone who is pretending to maybe know more than they do or trying to flex on their design but i guess i want to know like yeah like where is or how can we make like an interesting design discourse that's not like so up its own butt around design but also is not so is is I mean, also you know it's not just like i mean it's something that we're just doing anyway here in this space but like um I don't know, is there more ways that we can like support interesting graphic design or design related dialogue discourse? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you find examples of that or ways that we might approach work that honors outsiders, but also like, or not outsiders, but honors just viewing and taking in things, um, but also, you know, allows for a, a, a deeper, or not deeper, just a different engagement or something. I don't know if y'all have any ideas around that, but something I'm interested in. Mm, I mean, I, yeah, I've thought about that, but it's, yeah, it, it's all, it's like, I don't know how you tell designers specifically, like we've been saying, like go outside and talk about something other than graphic design. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what it comes down to. Like that's that discourse. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know like, not to like bring it back to teaching again, but like, I agree, Helen. Like, I get these syllabuses and I'm just like, I I don't agree with, like, what the readings are. I don't agree with, you know, who they need to, like, learn about as far as, like, history, all that kind of stuff. And, I, I mean, to me, it's like, I just try to keep it in reality, right? It's like, if I, if I, so I, basically, I get rid of all these historical figures they make them, like, read about and all that shit. And I go, I try to find people that are, have done work like no more no more yeah no more than five years like mm. from the current mm. year that we're living in mm. you know like mm -hmm. contemporary people because guess what that's where we are right now that's where aesthetics are moving that's where conversations mm -hmm. are moving that's where language is moving so why the fuck are we looking at 1990 or 1970s you know corporate branding books Oof. yeah it has that's nothing rough. and why yeah. are we fetishizing it you know what i mean like right yeah that's have we not learned that those times have been oppressive to how many people whether it's, it was race or sexuality or religion or anything that so many people yeah. did not have a voice in those conversations back right particularly right. within design and how our built environments were made so why yeah. aren't we talking about it in how we in the years that we actually are living in you know what i mean like so to me, again, like, I only have the ability to do that within teaching, and that's my thing, is like, keep it fucking relevant. We better wrap up. Yeah, because I know you have to head off to the room. <laughs> 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 um... Yeah, what... How, how, do you, how do you all sign off, or, or do we just say goodbye? Like, how, how do you... <laughs> Do we have we to don't say even something? Usually like say goodbye. We just yeah. leave. We just we just yeah, go we, silent. We just, <laughs> we just leave the chat. We just leave the Zoom. Uh. 
We just play like a phone, you know, like tone, and that's yeah. the end, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get back to no, Pornhub, but I wish it was like there's, you know, like at the end of like, you know, uh, after you came, after like everything, they're like, all right, now say, uh, now say, uh, you know, you, uh, hot horny hazed at straightfraternity.com. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, you, I want you to make us say something that like we don't. <laughs> you traumatized us and now we're like, uh. <laughs> You need to like come up with a like a final tagline mm, to make your guests yeah. say. I don't know. Do we have anything that they could just say like in random? Thanks for listening. Thanks to Brandon Lovejoy and Rory King for hanging out with us. You can find them online at brendanlovejoy.com and roryking.etc.com respectively. Find the links in the show description. You can find us at designfreaks.cafe and follow us on Instagram. Just type in the number four, then keep adding zeros until it comes up. Ciao! Ciao! (laughs) You're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff.